this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today you have a special guest all the way from Senegal, and it's Id today, after Ramadan, folks, so you're going to hear the music in the background, because that is the city ready to eat, ready to celebrate, because if you've ever fasted, even for a day, if you've done it for 30 days, you know it's a celebration after the fast, but today's guest is RJ Mahadid. MadeInAfricaProject.com is his website. You can check out his YouTube. All is in the description boxes. But RJ, welcome to the Diversified Game. How you doing? Thanks a lot for having me, man. And uh, Eid Mubarak, happy Eid to uh, my brothers and sisters out there celebrating today. Uh, it's been a beautiful Ramadan, and this Eid prayer was, was amazing today, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, I had to have you on in, in Diversified Game where we're just giving the game so we can help entrepreneurs, help inspire folks to be entrepreneurs. When I saw your YouTube, I had to do like the cartoons where they had to do the double blink and they have to wipe their eyes because <laughs> because what you're doing is something that um, – we inspire to do. We really, um, my wife being from Cameroon and um, the ties that we have and where, you know, you always have a project. If you're, if you're African, you always got a project. And you're always sending money back home. And we have, you know, I, things that we're doing and things that we want to do. But at the end of the day, I want to be like you when I grow up, man, where I can help African-Americans invest in Africa and it doesn't necessarily have to be Cameroon but I just I loved what you were doing so that's why I said man we got to get you on here and you know the other show that I've asked you to come on um because what you're doing is beautiful tell me tell us how did you what inspired this and you know and 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 why what what is your why for doing the Made in Africa project well you know, the Made in Africa project is a project that, you know, spun out of the uh, the need for, you know, something like it. So, you know, when I, when I first came to uh, Senegal 17 years ago, uh, it was it, it was it was immediately apparent to me that there were a, a ton of resources available to us here. Uh, it was apparent to me that there were tons of opportunities that you know, our folks would be able to uh, take part in and participate in and, and be able to, to, to curate here. And uh, when I returned in 2014 uh, with uh, my family, you know, that was, it was one of those things that was at the top of the list as far as, you know, we're going back, we're making our repatriation back to the continent. Um, but, you know, that's not where it starts. Uh, so, I'm sorry, that's not where it stops. Uh, so the goal immediately became, you know, let's be a bridge to others. Uh, so many people where we're from in the United States, you know, are, are, are not exactly, you know, getting the best information from the continent. 
lots of people are, you know, kind of going off of media sources that don't show, you know, all the opportunities or don't show you the best sides or don't show you, um, you know, how us as African Americans can enjoy it. Uh, so, you know, that became our mission. And, you know, five years later, it's taken on, you know, so many different legs and it's created tons and tons of opportunities for people um, from the U.S., from the Caribbean, from, you know, Europe, from around the world, but all members of the diaspora, all Black people who have a desire to reconnect, uh, whether it be to shop with Africa, to visit and, and tour and, and sightsee. Uh, whether it be to relocate or invest in different opportunities here, businesses, industries. Uh, so it kind of covers all those bases and just, you know, helps folks to have a point of reference here on the ground. Now, I- I've seen your videos, and it seems that you know Wallace, and you said you had been to Senegal 17 years. So, you know, I should have opened the conversation and said, Nagadef, and, you know, really got into the, <laughs> got into the you know, the vibe. But um, are you are, are your parents Senegalese? Are they from Senegal? Or how do you know nah. Wolof? Well, I learned Wolof when I was here 17 years ago. Uh, but my parents have never been. Uh, my parents were huge Pan African. Uh, you know, they, they they followed the Garvey you know uh, structure. You know, when they were younger, uh, even prior to me being born. Um, but they never made it here. And one of their biggest goals were for me and, and those who follow, you know, behind me to, to be able to come. So myself, my younger siblings, my kids, et cetera, that was one of the dreams of my parents. Uh, so when I was a teenager, my mother uh, scraped together what she had and, and made that possible. Uh, so I came, I stayed here for a year uh, as, a, as a teenager um, back in the early 2000s and you know, that was the time that I really kind of got to delve into the culture and everything and learn the, the language and be, be able to, um, you know, learn myself. You know, that's the time in your life. Obviously, when you're transitioning from a, a boy into a young man, you know, you're, you're searching for yourself. You're searching for purpose. You're searching for, uh, you know, what is the rest of my life or adulthood going to be like? Uh, and that's the time that I spent here and it was able to show me a, a, a huge um you know, different perspective from what I saw growing up in, you know, the east side of Atlanta, Georgia. You know, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a world apart. Um, but I was able to see, you know, for the most part, that there was more available to us. I think you know, a lot of us growing up in the, you know, inner cities, especially in the U.S., you know, we have this, you know, this is all we got mentality sometimes or, or outlook because it's always shown. Uh, so, you know, unfortunately, that's why a lot of us stay in those situations. We really just don't know that there's more out there. But uh, the year that I spent here as a teenager showed me, you know, there's more out there. There's more than just, you know, where you're from. You know, you can create opportunities in, in another place that might even be more susceptible, uh, more accommodating, uh, more, uh, you know, uh, uh, more friendly to what you're doing, right? You know, a lot of times we face a lot of unnecessary resistance in our environment, especially in the U.S. and the West, you know, so here, that that kind of resistance and that kind of, you know, negative look at positive development is not experienced, right? So, you know, we, we, we find that here and we, we've chosen to, you know, further curate it and, and help others to, to be able to partake in it. 
So, and, and I, you know, I can sometimes I can hear the audience reaction. So I just heard a mother say, so you want me to send my baby to a foreign country that I don't know anybody. I mean, did she, was it a program? Did she know some people? Um, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we had known other people who have came over the years. Uh, there's been a uh, small African-American uh, population that's, that lives here, uh, ongoing here in Medina Bay, Senegal. Uh, that what you guys hear in the background is actually the Grand Mosque Medina Bay is playing the Quran that you can hear it in the entire city. Uh, but here in this specific city, African-Americans have been coming here since the mid-80s um, due to uh, a sheikh that uh, was here, Sheikh Hassan Sise. Uh, he passed away in 2008, but in the 20 years that he was the chief imam here in this city, he had been bringing African American, especially young boys, here to study and to, you know, kind of find themselves during that transitional period, kind of a rite of passage, uh, spiritual training, you know, for them as they, you know, develop. And that's, you know, the, the community that I found myself in. Oh man, that that that's amazing! And in that year. You learned Wolof, where most Americans, you know, uh, learning a language, maybe you do it in middle school, high school, but you never are able to master it because you're not able to practice it, you know, most of the time, depending on where you live. But how long did it take you to learn Wolof? And, you know, that's just, uh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, as a youngster, I mean, it was it was fairly easy. You know, kids learn a little faster, so you know, it took me you know several months maybe to to learn well up to a conversational level. Uh, but over the years, I just never forgot it, and I always would use it and, and, and continue to you know keep it fresh. So you know, I've I've gotten a lot better than I was back then. You know, but uh, I think it's one of those things that when you're here and you're submerged in the culture and you're around it every day. Uh, it, it, it's something that, you know, you pick up kind of by force, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you're going to pick it up because you, you need to shop in the markets, right? You got to tell, you know, give your taxi driver directions, <laughs> you know? Uh, so there are things that, you know, you, you want to learn the language in order to accomplish. Um, and so, uh, you know, even other folks who come more recently, we watch them and help them in their development of the language and, uh, they pick it up pretty easily. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, cause a lot of people, they're intimidated. They're like, well, you know, I, I, you want me to learn French and Wolof, um, you know, looking at your videos, you need to, to know something. But again, when you don't have a ton of Americans and you need to talk, it's funny how people learn Wolof, they learn Chinese, you know, you learn what you need to know. My French sucks, but if I'm in Paris or if I'm in, you know, Cameroon, oh, I'm gonna know how to get around because you're gonna use it. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's one of the things that we, you know, we, we try to help to, 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 to break down in the division between us and the continent. Uh, because one of the major things that has divided the diaspora from the continent, or the first thing that they divided, was language. Uh, they made us forget our languages here on purpose. And then uh, they came here onto the continent and then they divided it up and gave them different languages. So you've got Senegal, which is French, and right next door you've got Gambia, which is English, and then next door to that's another French country. And they split them up so that the communities couldn't communicate. Uh, so in, in rebuilding that structure and rebridging that gap, 
uh, one of the major things is language. So we make it a point to, um, you know, provide those kind of translation, you know, service and assistance for those looking to, you know, network and build, you know, uh, different uh, communications or relationships here on the ground. Uh, and then for those that look to come here and live here, uh, we help them to learn the language, you know, uh, from scratch. And uh, that goes for Wolof, especially. I, I particularly prefer Wolof, which is the, the, the tribal language. And the ethnic just put up 40 plots of land two weeks ago. Uh, I think they were selling for just over $1,000, something about, I think, like $1,200. Uh, and they sold all 40 plots of land within a week. All four, And all of them are sold to members of the diaspora. 40 plots of land, $1,200 a piece, all sold to African-Americans and, and black Brits, you know? And, and so these opportunities are definitely, you know, available. Obviously, like I say, if you're in a more, you know, a higher uh, desired area, uh, closer to the airports or to the beaches or to the main roads, et cetera, you know, you can expect to pay a couple thousand, three to 5,000. Um, if you want to get inside of the major cities in Dakar or, or, or in uh, uh, the, the nice areas of Gambia, et cetera, you can, you know, even look you know, a little higher than that. Uh, but it's always going to be less than what you would pay for that same plot in any comparable area in the U.S guaranteed okay so there there you go you know a couple hundred dollars and you're gonna need money folks to you know clear land and do different things but Mm -hmm. just that Mm -hmm. you can get started um that that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing because you know folks sometimes look at you know someone like yourself and you're already you know you're established and they don't know the the work that put into it they don't know the 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 hustle that you know that you put in even in America so you could afford to live and move your whole family. And then they could see your pictures, you know, online and say, Hey, he knows Akon. Akon's his financer. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, <laughs> they always do that. Like, Oh, you know, someone famous. It's like, this was a picture. That's, that's all that it was. This was a picture, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so for when you left with your family, Akon is definitely not my finance. I, I, I wish I, I wish I had access to that bank account. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but you know, but he, he is uh, the uh, global ambassador for the organization I was just mentioning, Give One Project. Um, you know, so he, he, he is, you know, he's, he, he's like family to us here. Um, him and Chon Young, uh, who is actually the founder of Akon Lighting Africa, a good friend of ours. He's from right here in Medina Bay as well. Um, so, you know, these, these are definitely folks that we, you know, lean on for, you know, for consultation, for information, for, you know, um, uh, help navigating this, this uh, local scene. Um, and these are folks that we definitely, you know, put on some professional uh, projects with as well. Um, but what's more important is to show that, you know, this mission that I, me, am on is, is not it's not singular. It's not just me. You know, there are many me's here on the ground uh, from all different walks of life and background that are trying to uh, build Africa as well. You know, so, you know, folks like Akon, folks like Chon Young, uh, folks like, you know, Sheikh Mai Sise, folks like, uh, you know, uh, uh, even um, I just saw uh, Barack Obama is going to be now teaming up with the NBA Africa uh, these kind of folks, you know, we're, we're all on the same mission. We, we all have the same 
uh, drive that is to bring resources here to the continent, use them to build and develop and to uh, uh, create opportunities for not only the locals, but for also the diaspora and to make sure that we all can enjoy a sustainable future here. You know? Okay, Obama's not going to try to p- live out his NBA dream in Africa, is he? I knew he was going to get into something. <laughs> they, they, they say he's got it. They say he's got a role. They, they, they haven't announced what that role is, but they say he's he's taking on an ongoing role with NBA Africa as of a few days ago. Okay, because we know you know he helped Steph Curry with his shot and everything, so he says. <laughs> but, uh, that's <laughs> that's gonna be. That's hey, gonna hey, be, it might be true, man. <laughs> hey, if it was me, I I do it because I I really and I and I've told people in government um, w- with our history. I mean, we're PR folks on this show, we're marketers, but you know, consultants, whatever. But I've told people, I want this is what what you're doing when I go to Africa is what I aim to do. And I've had you know naysayers say you could do that all day, Kellen, because no one is going to listen to an American in Africa telling folks, he's like, these folks don't even have passports. And we're talking about all Americans, you know, it's still 70% (laughs) don't have passports. And and I'm like, well, you'll see, because I really see that there'll be a mass exodus just because I'm going to make it look so good. I mean, we've put out a movie on Cameroon, but that was just a start. And, you know, when you really show, the increase but what got me was living with and growing up with africans but also that movie um black without borders and i'm like it's not just the people i know others are getting on this and making it happen and you know it's a beautiful thing now when you left you got a family now you're a dad you got a family you're going to senegal did you have a business here in america that was like, okay, if it all goes bad, I still got my business here and it's all going to roll. Are you 100% in to your mission in Senegal? Yeah, no, I was definitely 100% in. Uh, I've, I've run several businesses in the U.S. I've, I've, I've owned offices in, in uh, Northeast Ohio and in South Florida, Memphis. Um, man, I had my own uh, photo video recording studio in Atlanta, uh, College Park. Um, and, and these were businesses I ran for years, self-sufficiently, haven't worked a day job in, you know, any time in the past 10 years or more. Um, but when I came here, I didn't rely on any of that to survive here. Uh, I completely put my eggs in this basket. Uh, and, and I did that for the reason of, you know, just simply, uh, you know, being all in. Uh, we, we, ha- we have to, we have to, we have to think. You know, we have to think all in. Uh, I think sometimes when you're one foot in, one foot out, that's when you, you know, at the at the sign of first distress, you're running for the hills, right? We we know folks who've come here and you know stayed several months or a year, and you know the first time they ran into a bump in the road, you know they're up, oh, you know what, I'm going back to America. You know, I'm gonna let me go back over here and you know get some more money or or do this or or, or be safe and secure again, right? But you know, in all actuality, we have to kind of put our backs against the wall and hold ourselves accountable to the decision that we've made. So, you know, when I came over here, uh, we completely took what we had saved and invested it in operations here, invested in our websites, invested in our 
cameras and, and equipment invested it in, you know, the research and development and, and, and what it took to build what we've, you know, established today. So, you know, I, I, I was all in, man. My eggs, my eggs were all in this basket. Okay. Okay. And, 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 and with that being said, being all in, what has been like the biggest challenge because somebody might say all right man i knew rj from atlanta man that that dude had more money than you know big meech so he was good but we really like to make this relatable for like the 14 year old who says they want to do this and how they can plan but what's been like the biggest hurdle and you know maybe even you know thing that got you nervous while being there like okay i'm here and I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not yielded, but this is a challenge. What's that challenge been for you? The biggest one? Man, the, the challenges have been plenty. I mean, the challenges, you know, the challenges get heavy at times. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not for the weak hearted for sure. Uh, and it's not for, like I said, those who are quick to hit the hills because you, you're going to run into bumps, you know. You know, there are challenges in, sometimes in, in comfort, you know, there are challenges sometimes in, uh, in health. You know, when we come here, our, our bodies detox and we go through, you know, changes. We lose weight, you know, our stomach runs for a week when we first get here, right? These kind of things are things that, you know, we've seen people come here and go through and because they never let go of what they have in the state, you know, they just up and ran back, you know. Um, so, you know, I've been sick. I've, 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 I've had my, you know, you know, my share of, of losses. Um, you know, I've lost money on certain investments. I've, you know, I've had people try to get over on me. You know, I've, I've had the language barrier stand in my way at, at, at different intersections. Um, but, you know, these are things that we continue to just climb over and keep going. Uh, and each time we do that, it gets easier. You know, each time we figure out you know, okay, yeah, this doesn't work. Last time, you know, I, I lost some money going that route. Let's do it this route now. You know, we, we, we get to, you know, get around those curves. And that is, you know, what we're able to provide to those who we help to bridge the gap for, right? Because you coming into a new market, right? You would probably make all those same mistakes I made again. If it weren't for the fact that I made them, learned from them, and I can direct you around them. You understand? So that's, you know, that's, that's where our clients come out on top um, because they don't want to walk into something blind. They don't want to spend their money and not know if that was the right choice or not. You know, so they want to, they want to make sure that it's, you know, tested and tried and researched and, you know, vetted, right? So that's what we've been able to do so that the challenges get smaller and smaller and smaller and fewer and fewer uh, until now we're able to navigate freely uh, we, we, we're partnered with professional firms that, you know, are on paper and ha- are insured. And, you know, we've got legal teams that are covering documents and handling government, you know, filings, and you know, all of the things that five years ago, you know, maybe we were running into roadblocks with. Now we're able to navigate those things really easily and, and, and help others do the same. Okay. And there's a big, you know, with YouTube, there's a big, you know, audience who say they want to invest, how, you know, do you think that folks are as genuine as you see, you know, folks saying, yeah, Africa, Africa, but then you ask, okay, are you ready to put your money down and people get quiet? Are people like, you know, trying to really pour money in, 
Um, and some it's it's to the point where you know you're telling people, hey, you know, we just can't take your money because we're seeing people say it all day, but until someone like you there had, and we're going to push them to you. Definitely. We haven't, you know, seen, you know, people really even taking the trips. So where do you think, do you think it's uh, you know, is it hype or are we seeing a surge? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's hype at all. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously there are people who, you know, they're, they just, that just watch and are entertained and perhaps have no interest in actually acting on the information that we relay. But, um, for the most part, we get contacted by very serious individuals. Um, uh, I can proudly say all the folks in our investors club are, are largely committed. Um, these folks are, are, are normal people. You know, they're not rich. These are not, you know, super rich, wealthy, you know, folks. These are everyday working people who know they have to create something, you know, alternative for themselves and their families. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think it's hype. I think that, they, you know, there really is, uh, a lot of uh, folks in diaspora looking for these opportunities. Uh, I feel like they've, you know, exhausted their other, uh, you know, resources or options at some point. And, and now it's time to, to branch out and to, and to take those resources and skills and experience and, and financial assets and, and take them somewhere where they can be more beneficial for you. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're seeing folks actually getting involved. Uh, and now, you know, they're, they're working on collective projects uh, that we can build together as a community uh, and, and all benefit from. So, you know, that, that just takes it to the next level to where, you know, it's not, it's not all about, you know, everybody doing for self, but, you know, something collective and, and, and unifying that we can all see, you know, some results in the future. Okay. And I ask you that cause we're taking over 20 people with, um, our, our friends at Worldview Travels um, with the uh, African mm-hmm. Diaspora News Channel. Mm-hmm. And, and I know sure. that they're also going to Senegal. But what was so interesting to me was that tour sold out in about 30 days to Kenya. And, of course, people yeah. are going to fall people are going to fall out. Right. But the reasons mm-hmm. why, like when the 737s, even though we were never planning to take one of those, people are like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. OK, they're 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 going to be banned. <laughs> So, oh, one, you know, one lady called, hey, um, we're going to Mombasa, and I just heard there was a cyclone in Mozambique and Malawi, so we don't want to go. Well, those, <laughs> those are different countries. And, it's like you several know, thousand miles it, apart. <laughs> yeah. It, well, no, no, it's the same thing. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, people will get scared by watching the news and oh. you know whatnot and i sometimes don't even want to tell people my stories because i mean <laughs> i eat off the street everywhere i go and i i got e coli and you know and i had every symptom that you can have except oh. death um and my oh. you know but that's what happens when you eat off the street and you, especially snails i would tell everyone don't eat snails but i really was like i'm from here <laughs> you know <laughs> my stomach I just went all the time man it's good to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the real drive-through. You know what I mean? You just chilling yeah, in the car. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. and, and, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, first of all, World Views uh, is a is a great uh, project. I'm glad you brought them up. They're actually a part of our Made in Africa uh, team. Uh, even if you go on our website on our travel page, they're one of our partner sponsors there. Um, and uh, we're going to be working together on a, a trip next year uh, here to Senegal and the Gambia with them as well. So 
Uh, shout out to Kia and, and the team over at Worldviews. Uh, if you guys have never been on a group trip to, you know, Africa destination, get with Worldviews Travel because, you know, Sis came, uh, she actually did a tour with us first uh, about two years ago. Uh, we gave her a tour here in Dakar and she joined our investors club and uh, thereafter, we've been helping her build uh, worldviews and, and their their project internationally. So we're proud of them. Definitely, definitely, big big love, big shout out to T, uh, Tiffany and Kia for that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a safe way because people always say, "Oh, well, I don't know anybody." And I started traveling internationally. Mm-hmm with a tour company but after that you meet friends while on your way and Mm -hmm. i always just go you know just go because i'm gonna know somebody Mm -hmm. somewhere Mm -hmm. now yeah people accommodate you yeah i i want to briefly get into when you get online it's like your wardrobe needs to have its own website where people can say oh wait he's my (laughs) size i want that um Talk about the the wardrobe because when I tell people I change my whole, whole wardrobe for under two hundred bucks, they're like, "How you do that?" Mm. I, I, I said, "Man, <laughs> my wife knows how to haggle mm. and whatnot." Mm. But you know, talk about the, the <laughs> how many clothes do you got, and do you just give them away after you're done? You wear it once. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, you know, we 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 work with a partner facility here that produces tens of thousands of, of, of products, clothing and fashion products. Uh, so it's a full-on manufacturing facility with 500 more uh, uh, tailors, designers. Um, and, you know, we, we ship these products all over the world as part of Made in Africa Project export program uh, to wholesalers or to, to people in the, in the diaspora who own, um, you know, boutiques and, 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 and vend African products, et cetera. Um, but in doing so, you know, we I, I'm a fan of the clothing, period. And a lot of people think I wear it just as a promo, but like, you know, like I like the local clothes. I, I really uh, set out a couple years ago to, you know, kind of uh, uh, empty my wardrobe of, you know, most of my Western clothes and replace them with, you know, locally produced clothes. So I've been doing that now for the past few years you know, just adding pieces every day or so, or every time I'm in the facility, you know, if I see something new, you know, it's like, hey, I I, got to have this, you know, so it's become kind of a a, a thing now, you know, to to just kind of stay up on the the new product. Um, But I think it's important for us to do that because for years and years and years, think about how many years and years and years worth of money that we've poured into polo and Tommy and Gucci language, uh, but French as well. We've got a lot of folks on our team and, and folks who come here and live here and they're now learning French as well. Um, but it's a collective effort. We have to bridge that communication gap no matter what it takes. Uh, I think that once we can tear down that wall uh, of, of, of communication, right? I'm only English, you're only French. Oh, I don't understand you. If we can tear that wall down, we can see how we can be mutually beneficial to each other. And I think we'll see a lot more economic, you know, power come from that. Definitely, definitely. And even with tech being where it is, um, you know, nowadays you could have people, couples who will use the Google translate and that's fine, but there's even some better stuff. I mean, some of it is expensive, but that has always bridged the gap 
And the more, you know, if if communication doesn't bridge the gap, I mean, there's so many opportunities, but you got to be, you got to be looking and you got to be looking at the Made in Africa project because, you know, from your YouTube, you're helping folks from farming to clothing to whatever really they want to get into. How does that work? Because, you know, they can go to the website and say, okay, I I join and it's a lifetime membership that I I get to join. But, you know, I, and I'm trying to stop you from getting a whole bunch of people. Okay, I gave you my last thousand dollars. Now make me rich. They give, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. you know, you know, it's coming if it hasn't come already. Hey, I gave you the, the membership. Now let me invest in, you know, water in, in Senegal. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, what, what, what it is, is, you know, we, we in the initial stages of uh, our media output, um, we we initially got bombarded with those kind of questions, you know, early on. Those were, you know, the first year we were here and we began sharing videos and photos and information about what we saw here on the ground. We immediately got, you know, bombarded with people who are saying, hey, look, I, I want to do that, too. You know, what what do I need to build a house there or, or how do I buy land or, or how can I invest in agriculture or, or what can I do to uh, affect the local communities and be, you know, be able to draw some, you know, type of uh, economic development, right? Uh, and and so we began to, to, to help facilitate that on, on a lot of different levels. Uh, and, you know, at this point, what we've done is, uh, because obviously, you know, this research, it, it's not easy and it's not cheap. Uh, we have an extensive team here on the ground now. We've got, uh, you know, folks who go out and research land and properties. We've got folks who go out and curate products and, and, and fashion. We've got folks who handle uh, bridging, you know, the major gaps that are that are needed, you know, in order for folks to be able to come here and live, right? So uh, what we do is we've instituted a lifetime membership um, to where once someone is a member of our investors club, uh, we then, our, i.e. our team here on the ground, becomes your team. Uh, so before you come, right, it took me, myself, my family, almost two years to plan and prepare. Um, and in, in that time frame, we had very little eyes on the ground to prepare us, right? Uh, and we saw that. We, we understood that when we went on YouTube back in 2014, there was literally no content available showing life on the ground in Senegal in a, in a way that we could understand or in a way that we could take advantage of in order to uh, make our ease, you know, make our move easier. Uh, so we wanted to do that for people, you know, to help them to have those eyes and ears on the ground. And so we committed ourselves to being that team. So as it stands right now, we've got dozens of members in that investors club. Um, a lot of those folks have already purchased land. Many of those folks are building homes right now. Uh, several of them have uh, rented uh, apartments and other rental properties that they'll be renting out as Airbnb type businesses. Uh, we've got a couple different agriculture projects, two poultry projects running. Um, we uh, helped open up a, uh, a cafe franchise a restaurant. Uh, we've also built a library here, a school, and, 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 and the projects just keep rolling in. Um, but the amount of work that goes into them on the back end, you know, don't don't be fooled. It's not easy. You know, we've been here for five years and we've really, um, you know, really dug very deep into all of these different industries so that not only can we understand them, but so that we can effectively pass on the information, you know, to those who are looking to do it as well. 
Uh, and we're learning as we go. There's always things changing. There's always new resources popping up and uh, becoming available to us. Um, but our members all have access to that information ongoing to where we can continue to keep them in the loop uh, so that they're well informed about how they want to invest here. Uh, and uh, it's working out great, man. I mean, uh, we're really proud to see, you know, uh, at least 80% of our members are already invested here, which means they've already, you know, put their money into some type of project here. And, you know, uh, that that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to be, we wanted to physically see that economic exchange. Uh, and the Investors Club is how we do that. It's how we, you know, uh, continue to, 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 to keep living up to that mission. And so, folks, the Investors Club is the intro, but it's not the stop. So you need more than just $1,000. You know, RJ sure. can't can't sure. get you, you know, in just because you join, but he's the eyes. And, you know, that's something that's consulting that – consulting membership. Yes. And, and last year yeah. when we went on tour, um, we had Phil from the African Diaspora News Channel. We had Dr. Moonbay. We had Dynast um, Amir, which where I first saw you um, – and shout out mm-hmm. to Dynas. Um, we, we did a tour and even Africans were asking, how mm-hmm. can we invest in Africa? Because this is something I grew up with Africans. I grew up with people saying mm-hmm. we can't build a business there without being there because we can't even trust our own mm-hmm. family members. And I'm always mm-hmm. thinking, how does McDonald's and all these other companies do it? Because they have a system. Mm-hmm. You haven't thought of a mm-hmm. system that is uh, foolproof that allows for mm. error and we know corruption is everywhere i mean it's in america mm. you know but yeah, the fact course. that you're there and what i always tell people if you give an american your money overseas it's safe because if they ever steal it america will help you come arrest that person and bring them right back mm. to do some jail time um mm. but but do you find that people trust you more being an American, like you're a, a hybrid Negro is what I call myself when I leave the country. I said, I'm like rubble. <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> <Negro>. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that, you know, what, what it is is that um, we, we tend to understand each other better, right? So, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm better at something because I'm an American, but the simple fact that Americans feel like they can relate, I can, I can relay information to them in the way that they understand. Um, the the standard of business that we handle is to the standard that they're used to, um, and and that that just helps make it easier, you know, to 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 get the information you need and to get invested and to have it facilitated and managed. Uh, so you know, my my background is in project management. Uh, I've managed international campaigns uh, prior to this. I've managed even uh, national campaigns for the NBA, uh, the MLB, the NHL in the U.S. Um, you know, so I've, I've, I've handled these kinds of, you know, major campaigns and projects. Uh, and so that skill that I've developed in the U S I just really use that same skill here to benefit our people. Uh, there's a lot of skills that we have within our community that we, you know, over the years we develop these skills, whether they're in technology or they're in medicine or they're in education or they're in, uh, athletics or whatever, we develop these skills there in the West and we don't we don't understand how important or how useful those skills are here and how transferable they are. Uh, so, you know, what, 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 what I've done is just kind of transferred those skills and, and, and use them in a way that it benefits uh, our, our greater community. But, you know, 
the the biggest thing is to just be able to get information and be able to act on it in a way that is comfortable to you and in a way that you're used to. Uh, so, you know, sometimes doing business with, you know, other nationalities or people from different regions geographically, you know, not to say that they would scam you or that they would, you know, uh, steal from you, but perhaps the uh, method of business handling is different, right? There are there are different expectations, even here on the ground. And these are things that we learn here all the time is just, you know, people here handle business a little different. Uh, and sometimes, you know, being an American and knowing how our members uh, or what they expect or how they expect their projects and, and, and things to go, we're able to curate even the local uh, people that we work with. Hey, look, you know, I know you guys work like this typically, but these kind of people who are, you know, investing in this, this is what they expect. So let's try and, you know, meet them in the middle. Let's try and do these projects in a way that they are used to so that they're comfortable with it. And it takes some education on both sides. Uh, so even for the last four years, we've been managing uh, the Give One Project here in Senegal, which is a organization that develops young people professionally, uh, gives them skills to go out and handle these kind of you know projects. Uh, so we've, we've literally mentored hundreds of young people uh, on business development, on financial development and management, on um, you know tons of different ways that would make them more able to serve you know the greater community in their in their future careers and roles. And, and so now it's kind of come together to where we've prepared people here on the ground for us in our return. And now we've also prepared our brothers and sisters in the diaspora for what to expect when they get here on the ground. So now it's a dual education that has served, you know, a multi-purpose, if you will. Yeah, and, and that, you know, the, the cultural differences, I, I tell people, I mean, there's th we're alike and we're, we're different. That's everywhere. Cali is different than New mm -hmm. York and, and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one thing I love about Africa and most of Africa, not all, is the 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 toll is different. In America, the toll yeah. on the street is set up. In Africa, it's when you're stopped yeah. by the police, and that's called your toll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you to, and you have to pay your appreciation, and you can't be offended by it because it's really not that bad. And you can't, yeah. you know, and, and so you, you yeah. have to be able to be flexible being a traveler. Now you took, when mm. you went back, you brought your wife. Mm. I, you know, I see you have children. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've talked to a lot of people, especially on YouTube, who've gone back. How much, how mm. did you prepare for that? And what is a good amount of money? Because you see people going back to, or going to Africa and they are doing now a GoFundMe saying, hey, help me out. I'm busted, broke, and disgusted. My family is out here. I need y'all help, like panhandling online. Like, how much money does one need to go back, let's say, to Senegal, to go to Senegal? Well, so uh, to, to put a dollar amount is relative to what you expect uh, or how you expect to live when you get here. Um, but I can say this. Uh, one of the like major things that... I'm sorry. Like a king, and a, 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 like a king. That's how they expect to live. 
expect to live like a king. And yeah. a lot of us do. And, and you know, the funny thing is, even to live like a king is going to cost you half of what it costs to live like a king in America. Um, you know, so it, it's still relative. And we, we've got programs set up for people to be able to move here on all different levels uh, from, you know, typical normal, you know, apartments to all the way up to really grand houses built from the ground up. Um, but again, I think the more important thing is to, 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 to do your pre-homework well. Uh, so those people that come here, like you said, they come and then, you know, a month later they're on GoFundMe, help me out. I, I can't afford to live here are the people who came on a whim, but really didn't do the pre-research. You know, maybe somebody just told them, Hey, you know, come show up. And they didn't really know what they were getting into, or they didn't uh set up those opportunities for themselves ahead of time and that's what our investors club does for especially our clients that relocate here is to help them set up an income for themselves here uh and and it's really important to think sustainably uh so a lot of times we we you know as as especially african americans uh many of us come from an economic background of being check to check you know, many of us, uh, we, we come from a background to where if we miss one paycheck, you know, we we might get evicted the next month, right? And 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 that's 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 not a that's not a a, a method you want to come here with. Uh, you want to come here with a method of sustainability. So how can I make money ongoing? How can I make money in my sleep? How can I make money that I don't have to actually stand over and manage every day? Uh, so when we help set folks up with, um, you know, agriculture farms here, uh, obviously that doesn't pick up and just start making money right away. But if you were to invest in something like that, say a year before your uh, relocation, can you imagine what kind of revenue that will be drawing for you when, once you get here and, and get on the ground? Um, if you were to invest in a, you know, uh, any kind of residual project, uh, then when you come, you don't have to worry about getting here getting uh, acclimated, you know, getting adjusted to the weather and the people and the language and all of this and still trying to figure out how you're going to make money. That's the wrong way to do it. Uh, for anybody who wants to relocate, my sincere advice is reach out ahead of time. Give yourself at least one year uh, to not only research the opportunities available, but to get invested in something that will be making money by the time you come. Um, real estate is a great way to do that. We've got a lot of people who are purchasing real estate and land. Senegal is developing extremely fast. The Olympics will be here in another two or three years. Um, and so, you know, the country is in a, in a state of constant development. So now people are able to buy land uh, and 16 months later, that land is worth three or five times more. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing land prices literally shoot up from from several hundred dollars to tens of thousands of dollars in a matter of a month or a few months. Like we're, we're watching this happen all the time. Uh, and that's where people are able to say, okay, Hey, you know, I could buy this plot of land for five grand. Uh, but when I get there 16 months from now, I can sell that same plot of land for 25 grand or 30 grand. Right. And that's enough to live off of, you know, for a while or that's enough to invest in your next plot of land or your house to be built or an apartment for a year or so. Right. So we have to think sustainably. What can I do in advance of me showing up that will take care of me when I show up and therefore. 
wait, you said a couple things. One, again, I heard a, a listener said, he said on all budgets, can I take my Section 8 over there? No, you can't take your Section 8 over to Senegal. It won't transfer. <laughs> but but two, you, you, you also said buying a plot of land for a couple of hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I did I hear you right? A couple of hundred. Yeah, po- yeah, possibly they have land, you know, here scattered. Now it might not be in prime area or location, but yeah, there are definitely opportunities to own land for several hundred bucks in parts of Senegal. Um, we just had a um, our our, uh, our legal team, which is who's based in the Gambia, uh, and you know uh, all of these different labels and brands that you know will never ever give anything back to us and will never build any wealth for us. Just think about that for a second. How much you know fashion Nova do you know we have in our closets? How much Macy's and, and and Burlington and all of these you know stores that sell these Western and European brands? How much of this stuff have we, we everybody, I can probably say the average African-American has five to $10,000 worth of clothes that are from somebody else, right? And if you think about that, you know, you really see how we're giving our power away. We're giving away our spending power. We go to work, we work until we're tired. We, we make barely enough sometimes to cover all of our bills and expenses and whatever we do have left we take it and voluntarily give it to a company that's based in Italy, you know, because their name brand is, you know, hot on the street. Like that's not how we should operate. So I, you know, it takes a conscious effort. You have to literally retrain your mind to say, you know what, I'm not giving my money to those brands anymore. I'm going to give my money to local people. And these are actual tailors. You know, we're not talking about, you know, some huge multi-million dollar mass, you know, you know, facility that's owned by some rich, you know, conglomerate or, or, or oligarch. We're talking about actual people sitting down in a sewing machine, making clothes tailored to your size, specific to your preference, under your supervision, and hand-to-hand to you, right? And this is a Black person. This is an African. This is somebody who's got a family to feed and you are actually paying them the money it takes for them to uh, grow their family, to, to build their house, to feed their kids, right? So that kind of exchange is what I wanted to partake in ongoing all the time. And it feels good. Sometimes I pay them more than what they actually. Sometimes the, the cost is low. You know, the cost of production is, is a lot lower here than, you know, what it would be in the States. And, you know, sometimes they don't ask for much. I give them twice what they ask for just because I know you just put in hard work on this. And and I want you to see the benefit of what you just worked for and worked on. Uh, so, you know, that's just something that I've trained myself to, to do ongoing, and, and I will continue to do it. Um, I love these clothes. <laughs> and I definitely, definitely, and I can't wait for uh, Kantanka out of Ghana to say, hey, we're ready mm-hmm. to push everywhere. Yeah, with cars. Right. Because, you know, we, 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 we have cars and, you know, people, nice cars are great. And if, you know, especially when you're young, I'll say, cause I, I from, I, I don't drove everything and when you're young, but what I noticed was, and I'm in a place where to see an Aston Martin, a Tesla, a Bentley, it's not a, a big deal at all. It's like being downtown mm-hmm. Atlanta. It ain't a big deal. You mm-hmm. see a 16 year old pull up in a prowler. Um, but uh-huh. if we could have some of that power back with our cars, 
but we, you know, uh-huh. we haven't been able to successfully even reach out to Kentucky and be like, hey, how can we get these? Like, even if it costs a little uh-huh. more, I, I was going to spend 50000 on the car anyway. I'd rather spend, uh-huh. you know, twenty thirty and ship it over here. But that, I guess they're just not set up yet for that. But uh-huh. you, you well, I, mean, being- I think right now their manufacturing capacity, you know, is not uh to the level that they would want it to be you know to do that kind of international exporting but uh but you're right you know these are the kind of businesses we need to be investing in uh we look at you know members of our you know black community are investing you know into things like uber and you know lyft and and these kind of programs you know we just heard jay-z invested two million dollars in uber and it's 70 million dollars right now now what if some of our uh, uh, wealthy black, you know, folks in America would invest in Kentucky? You know, put put two or ten million dollars into this, and 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 let's have first African car company, you know, being exported all over the world. We're talking about the next Chevrolet. We're talking about the next Honda. We're talking about the next, you know, uh, perhaps Mercedes Benz, right? Uh, so the, these are the these are the the reason why these these gaps for investment because there are tons of great ideas here on the ground. There are tons of amazing startups. There are tons of legitimate entrepreneurs. There are tons of incredible, you know, um, uh, creative projects that people have put together right here on the ground. Uh, We've got a gentleman here uh, who's creating drones now, you know, and these are the kind of people that if we ourselves don't invest in, you're going to see Google come take them and take them back to Google. Or you're going to see Microsoft come and get them and take them back to Microsoft. Or you're going to see Apple come and get them and take them back to Apple, right? And those Western companies will still benefit off the hard work of our people continuously. And it's not because uh, they want to oppress us or steal our ideas. It's simply because we ourselves are not doing it, right? Yeah, so when that yeah. guy who who's creating drones or, or, or high-tech, you know, uh, applications doesn't, you know, or can't get funded from his own community, and he can't get funded from the diaspora, and he can't get funded from black banks. What do you think he's supposed to do? Just sit there and 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 and, and stay broke with a with an excellent billion dollar idea? No, he's going to take that opportunity with Google because they're the only one offering him some investment. You know, so we as African Americans take what little we have and say, hey, look, we're going to put our money together. We're going to invest in an African tech company. We're going to put our money together. We're going to invest in African schools and universities. We're going to put our money together and invest in African car companies. Imagine the impact that'll make and imagine the dependency that we will be able to free ourselves of when it comes to getting those resources from elsewhere. No, that that is awesome. And before I ask my last question, I just want to make it clear. Can Americans own land in Senegal and can they open up a bank account? Um, is, is that legal? Is that Absolutely. allowed? Absolutely. Okay. Flat out. They're not allowed. leasing no. it. They're not leasing nope. it. They can own land. Nope. Oh. You can own your land straight out with your name on the deed, free and clear. I own several plots already with my name on it. Uh, bought plots for my family members, plots for our clients and members. You can own land straight out here. Uh, the process is not that difficult. We handle it start to finish for all of our clients. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think it's probably the first thing you should invest in, you know, when when looking in this direction for sure. Okay. 
And, and, and last question, and we like to always end it on this note at Diversified Game, is what is, and you've mentioned it, uh, mentioned some, but there may even be bigger things. What is your community give back that you're doing or that you want to do in the future? Yeah, so, I mean, community give back is actually first and foremost. So, you know, we, we, we commit ourselves to what we're going to do for the community before we even decide what we're going to do for ourselves. Uh, so one of the first projects that I started when I came here uh, was the I Am Adina Bai project. And uh, that project is uh, creates English and ongoing clear media about the city of Medina Bai, which is the uh, spiritual headquarters of over 100 million uh, Tijani Muslims around the world. Uh, so it's a highly spiritual, highly influential community. Um, but for a long time, there wasn't clear English media about it that we understood. Uh, so that was one of the first things that we uh, took on uh, pro bono, you know, completely free of any income from it. We invested what we what we needed to to, to establish that, uh, and it's uh, provided great resource for the African Americans to learn and, and be able to reach out with the city. Uh, in addition to that, we worked with the Give One Project again. Uh, so over the past four years, uh, we've mentored hundreds of young kids, taught them English, um, taught them business, computers, finances. Uh, we've sponsored two different sets of women incubators. Um, uh, those women went through a 12 to 16 month uh, training program under our uh, training here in, in Kaolack. Uh, and when they were finished, we financed their businesses uh, to, to, to get started. And, and those folks are, are still in business till today. Um, we've also built a community library here, the first free community library in the entire city. Uh, we built it, we stocked it with all kinds of books from universities in the U.S. that were sent to us from donors. Um, that library is still being used until today. Young children are able to go there, have Wi-Fi, Internet, read books, study, uh, you know, create uh, you know, different projects themselves. Um, in addition to that, we uh, have, you know, worked with tons of different schools and universities here uh, to give lectures and workshops and, and different types of presentations for the young people to help them to go out and better themselves professionally. Um, our, our major uh, give back focus is uh, number one to the young people uh, because we understand how important of a role they're going to play in the future of this development mission. Uh, so, you know, we put extensive resources into that uh, and uh, ongoing, uh, we intend to, to continue in that, in that right. Uh, we want everything that we do to be a project that can give back. Uh, so the Made in Africa project has a huge portion of it that we do uh, for, you know, local young people and, 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 and give them, you know, the development skills they need. If you go on our website, you can see a lot of that information. Um, and uh, even uh, the, um, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Give One project uh, is now uh, about to take a turn to where we can able, we can be able to take those same young people that we trained over the past few years and now those same young people are able to get high level jobs, if not with us, with other uh, um, uh, organizations here on the ground. So for instance, uh, one of the first groups that we began to teach English back in 2014, 2015, uh, the first three people that we enrolled, our first three young members that were in high school at the time, uh, now have all found very successful careers. One of them actually just traveled to America as part of his program. Uh, another one has just taken a job as a translator for the National Army here. 
Uh, he's uh, he's stoked about his new job. You know, he, he's learned English from us so well that now the, the military has hired him as a, a translator. Uh, and we've got a, another gentleman who uh, uh, was started with us back then as a teenager, and he has now started a school of his own teaching English and teaching computers. Uh, so, you know, when we see that kind of a transition, we know that what we're doing uh, is impactful. We know that it's necessary, it's needed, uh, and we, we understand how important it is for us to keep going. Uh, so, you know, that just motivates us, lets us know, you know, hey, this is, this is the right way, and we've we got to keep it up, you know, so that we can impact you know, many more people on both sides. Well, man, it's been great to get this information. I want everybody to go to the Made in Africa project. Get this game while you can before the membership goes up because, I mean, really, that, that's a, a deal when you don't know anybody. Even if you do know someone and you don't trust anybody, you have somebody, King RJ Mahadid on Instagram. You can check him out. But just know there's a fee for this brain power. You know, as consultants, we get sometimes. <laughs> and, I, people, and I'm going to do something I've never done before. For, for anybody that contacts us and tells us that they heard about us on Diversified Game Show, we're going to give you 10% off that lifetime membership. So if you contact us, if you're ready to start learning about how you can invest, if you're ready to start uh, getting the information that you need to relocate, if you're ready to start building the connections on the ground that you'll need in order to survive here, we're ready to start uh, bridging them to you. Uh, and uh, I'm offering you guys 10% off on your membership. Just make sure when you go to the website and contact us, you let us know you heard us on Diversified Game, and you guys will get a little discount, and we'll get you involved right away. Man, brother, I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to stay in contact because I, I need everybody to be, you know, um, talking about you. And, and I, and there's some other things I, I'm, I'm going to just say on your YouTube, I want to, we want to help you, um, grow that. And I'm going to tell you in a message, uh, off air how. Um, I think we could do that because I, I want that channel to blow up. I mean, you're giving so much value to the people and, and changing lives, you know, making a real impact. So I thank you for that. And you'll Thanks, hear brother. from me shortly. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. For sure, man. I look forward to it. All right. You be blessed and enjoy that good food, man. And that celebration. <laughs> it's the feast today, man. We about to eat good. I'm waiting. I can smell it coming up the stairs right now. <laughs> I, I can smell the chat, man. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, save me the bottom of the rice, the burn part. It's cooking up. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite part, man, the crunchy rice. <laughs> yeah, that's the part you got to fight over with, the, with you know, if you got, you know, your that's brother right. or whatnot. So, <laughs> you know, you know. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. Much respect. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives. 
like wine and cheese, bagel and lots, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. 